Shabbat shalom, everyone. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Welcome back. Episode 35, Hebrew Congregation of Houston. We welcome you to our Hebrew Congregation of Houston. Every Saturday we've been here. Uh, you're welcome to uh, join us. If you sent me your email address every Saturday, I've been sending you an invite. So come on, you can just come sit and listen or you can speak, tell us some things, what's on your mind, we welcome you. So we're in our celebration of Purim. So it was an honor on Thursday that we all got to break bread and we sat down, we had a wonderful time. Matter of fact, the aura was just magnificent to the point where some people were looking and we were celebrating my husband's uh, birthday and we had some cake. So I said, would you like some cake? And they were like, no, thank you. They were just like wanting to join in. They were just uh, amazed at how much fun we were having, talking about Esther and just enjoying the festivities. So thank you all for uh, coming, the ones who made it and um, the ones who didn't, you were all in our prayers, okay? And so today is the last day of Purim that we're celebrating it. Now, our next day will be the Passover. So the Passover starts on March the 27th and it ends on April the 4th. So that's our next holiday. So we're gonna be talking and preparing for that too. Uh, so today uh, we have Ock Mike and thank you. We see that Fiesta uh, background that you have. I'm still trying to learn how, how to get them. So I'm getting there. So we're going to start with our words uh, for today. I'm going to give you the screen, Mike, and so we can go ahead and do our uh, Hebrew words for today. Uh, okay. You can go ahead and start. Shalom and Bokatov, everybody. So now I will ready to start our words. Do just a little review here. We're going to go with um, Hineni. You probably remember that from um, earlier, Hineni. Here am I. This is what um, Abraham said to uh, Yahweh when he called out to him before he was going to uh, sacrifice Isaac. Hineni, here I am. Then we have Mashlamcha. That's how are you for a male. If you're speaking to a male, Mashlamcha. If you're speaking to a female, it's mashlomech, mashlomech, are you? Then we have uh, alodavah, alodavah, which means you're welcome. Uh -huh. Alodavah, you're welcome. And then bevakasha, which is also used for um, your, uh, as a response for your welcome or, or please, because it's like if somebody do something for you, and then they say, oh, thank you. It's like, please, you know. I, or I use that actually, word a lot, Bavakasha. Yeah, yeah, Bavakasha. Then Mashem Cha, what's your name? You know, Shem is name. That's for a male. And if you're speaking to a female, Mashemech. Mashemech. And now our new words. Ani Beseda. Ani Beseda. Almost like Seder. Seder. I'm fine. I need Besedar. Besedar, yeah, Besedar. Then this, I need Miod. Naim Miod. Nice to meet you. Oh, I'm going to use that when I go to Israel. Nice to meet you. Naim Miod. Yes, Naim Miod. And then our last new phrase, which is our third one, 
is Ani Medaber Kitsa Ivrit. Ani Medaber Kitsa Ivrit. I speak a little Hebrew. I speak a little Hebrew. <laughs> That's what I'm definitely going to need to be saying that. <laughs> Ami, say, say it again. Ami Niba. Ani Medaber, which is also speak Medaber or, or word. Ani Medaber Kitsa Ivrit. Kitsat is little. Oh, we're going to have to go in a group for me to say that. We're going to have to plan this as a group and take you with us. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Okay, so those are our Hebrew words for today. If you can um, take the screen down and then I'm going to yeah, I made you host. Okay. Thank you so much. And so uh, those are your words for today. And start practicing them. Uh, talk to them with your friends. Uh, start texting them. I've been doing that. And so um, we're going to have a little song, and then we're going to do our Easter Keeping It Real. So uh, this song was on my heart this morning, that we need each other to survive. We really do. We'll play about five minutes. It's a seven-minute song. Are you able to hear? Yes. You're part of God's family. We need one another. That's God's will. It is His will that every you are, you are important to us. We need you. You are important to us. Iron sharpens iron. We feed off Everybody each other. Somebody, tell them, I need you. I need you. You need me. We're all a part of God's life. Stand with me. Agree with me. We're all a part of God's life. That, that gap, that bridge, we're all a part of his family. We welcome everyone in. You are important to me. We need you to survive. in my lane because I'm not a singer. But it's in my spirit. We're all a part of God's life. 
Welcome, Chandra. We need you to survive. It's gonna be all right, sis. today and I'm, I post all the songs at the bottom we do not earn um, own any rights to the music but we just have to pray for one another and um, nobody's perfect and that's what we, we need to do um, so we're going to do our Easter keeping it real I'm Easter and I'm about to keep it real and so uh, sometimes I go in today today is more of a I'm not going to be real harsh on any subjects today, but my topic is your silence is my guilt. Think about that. Your silence is your guilt. Okay. So I'll put it back on a full screen for now. When let's talk about silence. When an officer pulls you over, you have what the right to do a fifth amendment, which is what the right to remain silent because your testimony could um, incriminate you. Right. 
And so, but at the trial, if you're silent about what they're convicting you for, you're guilty. So if you don't defend yourself at the actual trial, you remain silent for what your charges is, you are found guilty because you didn't defend yourself on it. You all with me on that? But when they pull you over, you can plead your Fifth Amendment. So, uh, so many times, you know, we've been silent and we've turned our cheek in the fear of many things. We've uh, turned our cheek in the fear of maybe losing our job or uh, what, how people feel about us, but we didn't take action when we should have. Uh, if God has compelled you to speak and take action to do something, then please do it, okay? Speak and take action and leave the rest up to him because God will protect you. So don't miss your opportunity to build up the, uh, the nation in these perilous times. And uh, I'm going to talk about some people of the Bible, uh, their testimonies, and I'm going to uh, talk about myself too. Uh, God brought back one about myself. So you know Esther, who Purim is about, what? She stopped Haman from the plot of killing a ball of Jews. She wasn't silent about it. She spoke up. Moses, he spoke up, what, to Pharaoh? Um, and that was our exodus out of Egypt. Let's talk about Nehemiah. Uh, to the king, he uh, spoke up to the king to build up the walls of Jerusalem, to rebuild the walls. Nathan, he spoke up and he brought uh, David to repentance to avoid bringing further punishment to Israel. All right. And then even that widow, she didn't even have a, a husband and she wanted justice and she kept going to that judge. And Jesus even referred to her, Yahshua referred back to her about the widow who spoke up. All right. And so when I was in the shower this morning, the Lord had brought to one of my um, situations where and there was this man named Bankhead. He used to live in, in our neighborhood and he was real nice to my mother and me. And so he had called me at some point and told me he had cancer. And so I had asked him, you know, was he saved? And he really didn't talk about religion, but he said he had drove up to the church and he couldn't walk far and he was in somebody's parking space and the lady was real nasty, nasty to him and told him he couldn't park there. So he, he left, he went home. And so I was going, I was in Houston. I was going to uh, travel back to Pennsylvania sometime. So I didn't, I didn't tell him about salvation. I was waiting to go back to Pennsylvania to do it. Well, I, he didn't make it. I heard later on that he had passed away. So I missed that opportunity to witness to him. And I felt guilty about that, but God has put me in a situation where I've been able to witness to other people who were going home. And so that was an opportunity I won't miss again. So what I'm trying to say is don't miss that opportunity to witness to somebody. Don't miss that opportunity to help somebody. And if you have, then you turn around and you turn from your ways and you, you can make up for that by getting in your position. So God has, has let me usher other people home from a, a pastor of, of a church uh, to a girlfriend. I was able to witness to them before they crossed over. And so that was my example. And I'm gonna give you some biblical um, scriptures behind that. Micah 6 and 8 says, he has shown you, oh man, what is God? And what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly 
with our God. And then Luke 18 and seven says, and shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them. So sometimes your, your silence is your guilt and we don't want that. We've been silent long enough. And sometimes people think of, of acting as doing something, uh, do, speaking out, but sometimes it could just be physically, if you see something, because love is an action, right? It's not just a word. Then you can, if you see somebody in the cold, you can give them a ride. This pandemic got us so that you can see it. I saw a kid and, and a mother walking the other day when we had that storm. So I stopped to pick them up. Some people are like, oh, it's the pandemic. You know, uh, I can't be picking people. That's, that's a lie and the truth's not in you. If you see a child and a woman in the cold, you can pick them up and give them a ride. And you, you depend on Yahshua and Yahweh to protect you. Don't get to that point. Don't let the United States of America get you so cold in your heart that you can't help anyone. Anybody want to uh, say anything about the topic uh, that I've said today? Oops. Elaborate on what uh, what I just said. Well, you know that's that's kind of um, scripture what you just said about the action and stuff. Um, and matter of fact, I was um, looking at Bible Gateway today, and that was actually the verse of the day, First uh, John three eighteen, and it says, "Children, let us love not with words and talk, but with actions and in reality." So that was very timely. <laughs> Thank God, that's confirmation. Who the news that, that, that you'd have brought that up today? So that's confirmation that we're where we're supposed to be at with the topic. Anybody else want to uh, speak on that topic that I just said? Okay, well, just don't, don't miss your uh, opportunity. Um, and so we have our wonderful rabbi, Al Shalom, who's going well, to- I'm sorry, Sister uh, Easter. Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. You know, you write about what you're saying. Uh, you know, people, in my opinion, were already not as loving or helpful before the COVID came in. And, you know, as I work at an elementary school in Ailey District, so a lot of the kids, you know, they come up to me and they speak to me and, and they don't, you know, these most of these kids don't have COVID-19 on their mind. And something yesterday, one of my coworkers did that uh, she's a specialist on our campus. And I should have said something, but I didn't only because uh, it was on my car ride of duty at the end of the school day. And there were several students that were still out there. So I tried not to... Uh, uh, how can I say, uh, correct my coworkers in front of the students. Mm -hmm. But one of the uh, students, because um, uh, we do our car rider, car rider and our daycare duty all in the same location. So the little girl, she wasn't thinking. She just said, oh, there's Miss Hato. And so she came up to me and, and she said, and she gave me a hug. I was like, okay. And I hugged the child. Well, the coworker said, uh, why are you over there? You get back over here right now uh, and don't you be hugging. Mm. And I want to say, who are you to tell that child? Not This is me. It's, she wasn't hugging you. So if you're afraid to receive a hug because of COVID-19, well, guess what? Miss mm -hmm. Hutto, not because I truly believe I'm covered in the blood of Jesus and these kids are innocent. Mm-hmm. 
you know, she had on her mask. I had on my mask. I constantly wash my hands and keep the hand sanitizer on my hands. And I just feel like, you know, if something's going to happen, it's going to happen, which I know it won't. But the, the, the child, she just knew she saw Miss Hutto and wanted to say goodbye and give me a hug. So if that didn't bother me, it should not have bothered her. But I hear so many people, oh, you can't do this. You shouldn't do that. Why are you doing that? And you know, it's COVID-19, like how you're saying about if you see someone in need, but you're going to use the excuse of COVID. No, a lot of people are using too many excuses to not do what the word of God says to do. God says to do good to continue to do good and to love, love your neighbor as you love yourself and to love at all times. So when are people gonna stop using excuses to, if you say you are a, a child of God, then that should not, like brother Mike say, not just be in your words, but in your actions. So I tell the kids at school, if y'all wanna talk to me, you can. I just ask you have your mask on. If you wanna come and hug Miss Hutto, that's what you can do. Now, I understand that we do have to follow some uh, campus guidelines and all of that, but it was even not even a full hug. It's like we did, she, the little girl, and she was smart enough to where she came on the side of me and gave me kind of like a little side, you know, hug. Amen. So, you know, and the little girl, I saw the expression on her face when the uh, co-worker said what she said, because she's looking like, why can't I, why can't I hug Ms. Hutton? I feel, I feel sorry for the young people that's coming up right now in this pandemic and what they're being trained on, on how to respond. And so we just have to pray. And that's why uh, thank you for sharing that testimony of Colt Chandra. And so we, we, we have to, we have to pray for one another. And that's why I prayed that, I played that song because we need each other. And we need our neighbors and we need the community. We have to build up the nation. And so this COVID and this whole thing is another thing to break down our unity. And we can't have that. Okay. And so as we were uh, introducing, thank you everyone for your, uh, your comments. Um, like I said, we welcome you, anyone in to join us. We have our, our great Rabbi Afshalom who's going to give our lesson today. Now, our parashah last uh, week, which is ending today, was Exodus 27 through 30, 10. The new one is going to be Exodus 30, 11 through chapter 34 and 35, verse 35. So 30, 11 through 34 and 35 is going to be our uh, new parashah. So Rabbi Afshalom, you can go ahead and take it over. Okay. Well, shalom, everyone. Uh, it's uh, uh, it's a, a blessing to be here today to share with you all, okay, and to rejoice with you all in this another Shabbat. Um, even with all the challenges that we are experiencing, we know that there is our Father, Abino Shabbat Shamayim in heaven. So we're thankful for today. Thank you for everyone that is here, and we're going to get into the word. Um, I want to do it. I know that 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 we all study Torah. We have our, our different uh, Bibles, whether it be, you know, the full 66 books or I say the full, but actually there are more. Okay, or as you use the the um, the Sefer, which has the Apocrypha in it, or you use the Jerusalem Bible, which is the Catholic Bible. Um, it, it, they all should be in agreement. Okay, and, and from all the Bibles that I've read, the different versions, most of them 
are pretty right on. So we can rest assured that what we have is is proper. So um, I want to I want to uh, kind of move around today and make try to keep it as light as I possibly can uh, because today is Purim, okay, and also because we're ending this uh, I guess this secular month of Black history. Um, of course, we know that Black history is every day, especially if you're studying the, the Bible, you are in, you're actually studying Black history. Um, so, you know, let's, I want to keep it light. I just really want to keep it light and just touch on some things. And I want to do a brief introduction to the Shulchan Aruch, which we will be getting into going forward. Um, uh, and, and so, because I know, and the reason I'm doing that is because I know that as a pastor, I did not look at these books like the Shulchan Aruch, which is setting the table. It's, it's called setting the table. And what it does, it deals with different uh, halakhic or, or misfort, uh, laws and uh, not really custom, but some customs are there, but things that we do that set us apart. Remember, sets us apart that sanctifies us from the nations of the other people. So we use books like the Shulchan Aruch and um, to help explain how we are to do things. But let me read from the book of Esther, the star, <laughs> the book of the star on, in the fourth chapter. And again, I'm, I'm really going through the parashah today, right? But I'm keeping it light. And wherever the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit leads me, I want to go, okay? So I'm keeping it kind of open. Um, uh, and, and so I want, but I do want to read from the book of Esther chapter four, because today, if you are determined in your heart or setting your heart to, to, to follow this day, to include it in your uh, set of port times, then, then you should be reading the book of, of, of uh, Esther anyway, right? Portions of it or the entire book. So in chapter four, I want to read from verse 13. And, um, and then I'm going to share a screen after that. I'm going to share the, the Shulchan Aruch after that. But, but, you know, but right now, I just want to read from the fourth chapter of the book of Esther, which was written, by the way, we think, or the scholars have said, about the fifth century before, okay, uh, before the, the, the common era. Okay, it says, in chapter four, verse 13. Then Mordecai, if we were if we were celebrating today, every time I say Mordecai, what would we do? You know, he, he'd be cheering, right? Yay! Every time hey! I say Mordecai, say, yay! Ho <laughs> you know, he'd be blowing the little horns and rattling it. This, and that's for the children, by the way. That, that's hey, what we do. Hey, let me unmute me. Hey. Oh, yeah, yeah, you do that, right? Okay. <laughs> so, we, you know, it's good to have your children. I mean, that's one of the things about if you, when you come back to Hebraics, I don't like to say Judaism, but I can say Judaism. Uh, they have preserved a lot of things and they've included the children so that it become a, a way of, you know, a part of their life. So, so then Mordecai commanded to Esther, think not that thy, thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. For it is if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall thou 
their relief and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. Well, another way, okay. It says, then shall their, their relief and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place, but thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Now, when I preached as a pastor, that's why I would focus on it, that such a time as this. But we see here that as, uh, uh, as Achot, uh Easter said previously, she had an opportunity to witness to certain people at certain times, and she missed one opportunity. So she was born for such a time as that, but she missed that one opportunity, and maybe somebody else got that opportunity. She missed her opportunity. We have many missed opportunities, but just because you missed it doesn't mean that that person didn't get the, the witness that they needed, because if the Most High is the Most High, he still has someone else there to do what you don't do. So this is what Mordecai, yay, is saying yeah. to us. If you miss this opportunity, you know, something bad may happen to your family, but somebody else is going to step in and do it anyway because the will of the Father is going to be done anyway. No matter what you do, it's still going to happen. Right? That's comforting. So that, that, Thank you. That's comforting to me for you to uh, say that. Thank you. So, you know, so yeah, yeah. So our Father is, is very merciful, okay? So I'm going to share a screen, but I'm, uh, oh, oh, by the way, if you're wondering what I, what I read from when I read today, when I read from the read how to show the New Testament, I'm going to read from this, this Bible right here. This is the Aramaic New Testament. This is what I use. Okay. Mm -hmm. Aramaic New Testament. And when I read, when I actually study on my own, I use, and I, somebody asked me this before, and I want to do it again, the JPS, Tanakh. Now the Tanakh is the what? The Torah, right? Mm -hmm. The prophets, Torah, prophets, and the what? The writing, writing, and the writing, right? So that's what it is. And, and this one has Hebrew on one side, English on the other, okay? So, and these are the ones that I really use. Now, if you notice that they're in two different volumes, right? They're not together because one, the Torah, and I'm giving this from the, the uh, rabbinic perspective, orthodoxy, as they would say that, we don't want to mix the other writings, which were not ordained through Ezra and his court. And Esther is during that written during that time. The book of Esther is written during that time when Ezra's court was being established, and they they came in, or they put in the volume, or they started to recognize the the commandments and how we will return to the Torah and keep the Torah as a people, a separate people from the world. So what they did was they, what we call canonizing, they put together the books of the Tanakh. More importantly, the, the Torah and then the others. Now we get to the, the uh, later on when they started to 50 years after Yeshua and on, they, they put together the, the letters so we call those the basura, the letters, or the as we are taught in Christianity, uh, the New Testament, and 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 so I have it in two different volumes because again, one we know is the word that we use as the foundation for how we live and conduct our affairs and how we worship the Father, 
And, and, and so that's, that's one of the reasons why we do that. But it's okay if you have a King James version or, you know, you have to be careful with the other versions outside New American Standard and stuff to make it easy to read. But uh, just um, understand that there's no condemnation, okay? There can be no condemnation uh, for the way we receive it because again, we're not in Israel, we are scattered. And we're holding on with all that we have, mm -hmm. just as it was in the time of Ezra and, and Nehemiah and even Esther, where we lost everything. And again, so I'm, again, I'm trying to be light today because this is black history. This is Purim, right? And this is Shabbat. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm tying all this in as our historical teaching or, or sharing so you understand where we're coming from. Now, me as a rabbi who, you know, I, I, I'm Orthodox rabbi, right? Uh, and, and again, I don't like even using that term Orthodox. But, and the Beit Din that I'm a part of, which is West African Jews, they are, my rabbi, that's one though, you know, they don't question what I'm doing when I'm sharing with Christians, uh, those that believe in Yeshua, they don't question it but they're very careful um, and they, they listen to every they, they listen to what I say. But this is, the, this is why I do it. It's because I was a part of Christianity and I was a pastor in the Christian church. And just as Achot Sarah uh, uh, Ister said, she had an opportunity to share with people and, and, and I'm just like that. I don't wanna miss the opportunity to share with you what I've learned and what I've experienced in studying the Torah under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I was blessed to have the opportunity to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I was blessed to, to learn uh, Christian doctrine. The doctrine, it should be the doctrine of Yeshua HaMashiach ben David. That's the doctrine we should have. And the doctrine of Yeshua is the doctrine of God, which is the Torah, okay? That's what it is. And so, so what I do, I hell, I'm doing exactly, again, what Esther, in the book of Esther, or, or Hadassah, her name is, her Hebrew name is Hadassah, what Mordecai, her uncle, told her, he said, if you don't take advantage of this, your family may die, but somebody else is gonna do it. So when I speak with my rabbi friends, I, uh, the other rabbinim, it's important that I share with you the covenant. Not taking you away, not steering you away from Yeshua HaMashiach, but to give you the basis of what he taught and what he came to do. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what I really desire to do, is make you understand these things so that you'll come, as it says, repent, as John the Baptist came saying, repent, come back. And he, I'm saying, come back to the Torah. Remember some years ago when the Pope came and he was appealing to the Christians to come back to the Catholic Church? Well, I'm appealing, I'm counter appealing to him. 
what he said. I'm countering what he came for. I'm saying, come back to the Torah. Come back to the gospel of God. Come back to Yeshua's teaching. Okay. So, so let me share with you uh, this thing. Now, this is, and my, my, my computer is a little slow. I'm going to have to do an upgrade on it. Maybe I'll have to talk to my, my son and get him to do the upgrade for me. I, I can do the upgrade, but um, I need to get this thing. That's going to move faster. Anyway, in the Gospel of Matthew, um, in the fifth chapter, which is the Beatitude, down at the 13th verse, starting at the 13th verse, which was a reading for today for the Messianic community, for the Messianic community, those that are that believe in Yeshua, that keep the Torah, okay? Those that believe on Yeshua and keep Torah are called Messianics. In the book of Esther, you'll be called Messianic Jews, okay? Uh, it says... Uh, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt shall become bland, what, uh, what would it become? Season for anything not uh, for anything not fit, but to be thrown outside to be trodden down by man. You are the light of the world. It is not possible to hide a city that is built on a mountain. Again, this is why I share with you the Torah. He says they do not light a lamp and place it under a bushel. Upon a, a, a but upon upon a lampstand and its lights upon all those that are in the house. Let your light so shine like uh, like this in front of the sons of men that they should see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Again, this is still touching on some of what Akhoti Easter said, right? And and we didn't get together on this um, during the week, but she's saying it's already in. The parashah, okay? Do not think that I've come to the loosen, right? See, they use a different term. It says loosen here, okay? Um, it says, you know, and you sure did not come. Again, if you saw the note, if you see the note there, it says, uh, well, it's not showing. It, it comes too fast for me. Uh, and it talks about Yeshua at no time came to, to, to loosen the law or the prophets. So Yeshua taught the law and the prophets. He, he taught from the law is what that is saying, okay? This is, this is what I want to do. I want to keep you in Yeshua. I don't want you to give up what you believe on Yeshua, but I want you to understand the proper context of Yeshua, which is why I, I, I continually say Yeshua because of the name change, because the name of Yah is in Yeshua, God our salvation, I'm keeping you with the Torah. Anything that keep see when the Pope came, he said, come back to him. But he's talking about somebody else. You know, Seuss is, if you look up the word Seuss and you look, and, and there's a word studies on this, this is important. This is why I'm heralding. This is why I'm calling out for such, I was born, I believe, for such a time as this. You were born, I believe, for such a time as this. Mm -hmm. You would not be listening. You would not be sharing now if you were not born for such a time as this. So I would be remiss if I did not share with you these things. And that's why I showed you the books that I use. Because in those books, you'll get, I think, that will enhance the knowledge that you already have. 
Because understand this, there are many people that are studying and practicing Judaism. When they get into a tight fix, they will run in hiding to the messianic believer because of the power of the prayer that we offer. That's important that you understand that. Okay. That's important that you understand that. Many times you will find Jews that will go to Christians for prayer. That's so true. Okay. That's so I've experienced it, but go ahead. Yeah. So yes, and that's and that and that's the reason why I'm saying it because it happens because I understand by sitting in the teachings, learning the Talmud and Mishnah, that many times in Judaism, people get so caught up in the ritual of it, but they forget the power of the word in actual practice, and and so. It's important for me and to me that you understand that. Come back to the Torah, hold on to Yeshua and do as he has commanded to, to, to be done. Keep the Torah, he didn't come to destroy the law, okay? The word fulfilled is derived from Aramaic, the Malah. You see, so Hebrew or the Greek Pelaroma, it means fulfill full, accomplished. He came to, to do the word, to do the work. That's what he came to do, you see. And that's important because when we're studying the parashah and we see in the parashah, now I'm switching gears on you a little bit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop this year because that's as far as I wanted you to see where it says Yeshua does not change the law. He came to make it, make it whole or to fulfill it. Fulfill. And, and, and so that's, what, that's what's so important. People are afraid to go to the Torah. People are afraid of Judaism because they think that, you know, and if you're not careful, it can't happen. You're right in some instances. But it's important that you understand why we keep the Torah, why we study these things, because in the priesthood, and we're all called to be priests, understand this, and I think I've touched on this before. And this is a part of, and this is actually, the, the central of this parashah is the anointing of the priesthood. The anointing, Yeshua came as a priest. He came as a priest, he came as a prophet, he came as a king. We taught that. Have your, have your pastors taught you that? Your apostles taught you that? Yeshua, prophet, priest, and king? David was a prophet, a priest, and a king. You see? So Yeshua came in the same line of David. And he's coming again, as we preach, Yeshua is coming back. Mashiach is coming, right? Mm -hmm. And so, so it's important. The foundation is set. And, and we cannot change that foundation, you see? And so it's important for all of us to come back to Torah. The book of Purim, the, the teaching of Purim this season is all about that. It's that the Father is able to deliver us in a time of need, in dire time, when we're in dire straits. He is, he is ready there, but he uses people mm -hmm. just like us, ordinary people, to carry forth the work that is to be done because we are completing the work. We are helping in the 
fulfillment of the olam hovam or the correction of the world or the completion of the world. We are to have a hand in it. That's why we're born. That's why you're here. That's why Yeshua came to show you that you have a part in this thing. And see, the parasha talks about the anointing of Aaron and the sons of Aaron as the Aaron's sons as the prophets. I mean, as the, the, the as the Kohenim and the Kohen, and then the Levites as the workers of the of the temple. And then and 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 you no, know, and it talks about the the blood being upon the people and how the the priests, the Levites, are to minister to the people. And the and actually, the Arianic priesthood, the sons of Zadok, are to minister to the Father, to God Himself. You see. So there are different levels, and we talked about this on, on Tuesday, the different levels a little bit, I touched on a little bit, of the kingdom and, and how it's set up, you know? So the prophet and- When I, and, and, when yeah, I was reading the parasha, I was thinking of how to keep the candlelight, the candle stand, how uh, the Lord ordered them to keep pressing the oil. He didn't need them to press that oil. The Lord could have lit that light himself but he was putting people in position to keep that light shining. And he's keeping us in position to keep the light shining. Well, go ahead, Rabbi. That's right. That's so right. And that's why, that's, again, that goes back to the, the New Testament, right? Mm -hmm. In the Gospel of Matthew, fifth chapter. That's right. That your light so shine. We are representing spiritual things in the earth, you see? That's how we have to understand how to tie these books to get the, the, the Brit Hadishah, the New Testament, with the Torah. The Torah gives us those things, but did you know that in the temple, they didn't have electric lights? Mm -hmm. They didn't need lights in there. They had this, the, the, the menorah, right? The candlestick. Mm -hmm. But they didn't need it. The light was a light that shone inside. This is one of the wonders of the temple. The temple was huge. But it was lit, oh, and you know, it always like it had to be light in daytime and nighttime. You see, but there was enough light in there to go in and do all the business of the temple. But again, even in the temple, men had to do something. Uh -huh. The priest, the prophet. What it says is the Kohen, the Kohen had a job to play. And you know, when we do the prayer services today uh, in the temple. There's a time when we do the the arenic, uh, arenic, uh benediction that we look for a Kohen. And, and see, for me today, that's a very difficult thing to do. Unless you're a, a limba beta, a beta limba, who know that they are of the Kohen uh, of Israel. So they know, so they know that they have a Kohen. But for us that are in the deal, we don't know. So the first order of business is to get the Kohen to come forward. And if there's no Kohen, then you get a Levite to come. We can't even, we can't even be so sure about that. Think about that. This is black history. Think about it. How do you know you're a Kohen or a Levite? Your identity was lost and you came, we came to search it back. See? So what we do, again, understanding what the Torah says is you are all alike. If you're operating in the Torah, you are all become alike. We have all become that light while we're scattered. Again, oh. remember, I put emphasis on it. While we are scattered, you see, because when Yeshua comes, when Mashiach comes, he is going to appoint the priesthood. He is going to appoint the Levite. See? And we all know the rest of us are Israel or, or Judean, Yudahim, whatever you want to say, 
and the rest of us there, we are all fallen and anointed because the temple, the light of the temple anointed everyone in there to the court of the women, Nassim, the court for the women, which in the third temple is all around, which is what Ezekiel is talking about in the Haftorah portion, right? In the British it talks about the future temple and all the things in the future temple are going to be set just like a house to represent what is in the heavenly realm. We are representatives of the heavenly realm, of the kingdom of God. In the fifth chapter of Matthew, it talks about, you know, the kingdom of God. It talks about the children, doors of the kingdom. It talks about it. Because what he's saying is, if you have those attributes, as I said on Tuesday, if you have those attributes, you're, you're operating in the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. You see? So all of these things that we're doing, and I'm saying all these things that we're doing are to help us to do our part in the world for the nations. This is the time of the Gentiles. But during the time of the Gentiles, we are still to be the light. We are the salt of the earth, if you understand what that means. See? Mm -hmm. to we are the preservers. We, we are the preservers. Okay. And we need to, to operate as the, the, that people. Okay. Don't don't be afraid to say you're a Hebrew Israelite. Don't be afraid to say you're a black Jew. Don't be you have to claim it. And then you're gonna walk in it, and then you, you're gonna see that you have the power. Very important. Be unapologetic, but you have to know. Right? You have to know who you are and you have to know why you're doing it because you will be challenged. Okay, that's what I was saying. You will be challenged. So you say you're an Israelite, you say you're the children. Well, what, is it, what, what does it take? What does it take to be an Israelite? This is a lifestyle. This is a lifestyle change. And, and, and you know, what I have here, I'm showing right, I'm sharing right now is, you see what it says, Kitzer Shulchan Haruk. This is a book, again, this is a book that, that details some of the things that we do as an Israelite. You can find this in, in uh, sephariah.org and you go and you just go into the search and, 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 and you can type down Shulchan Aruch and it'll come up. Also on the first page, you'll see down at the bottom uh, toward the middle of the page on the, on the introduction page, you'll see where it says uh, Shulchan Aruch and there are some teachings in there. But as an Israelite, again, when we study these parashah, Sometimes you'll have questions. And sometimes you'll have questions about what you're to do from day to day. Well, you would go to your Shulkana route. Again, I'm being like today. This is our black history. And I'm teaching you black history. I'm teaching you Purim. I'm teaching you the Parashah. I'm doing a whole lot of things today to spark your interest. So I'm touching some things today. I want to do that. I want to make sure that you, you, you can ask questions and have questions. And when we when the uh, when you talk to the rabbis, the the Beit Din, the members of the Beit Din, if you have asked those questions, tough questions um, about the Torah, okay, about the Torah, about what we're to do, uh, the lifestyle, what prolongs us, what makes us different from the world system, what made Israel different. So in here, in the table of contents can you all see what i've got up there yes okay 
So you see how it's broken down the laws of when you wake up in the morning, all right? Mm -hmm. And I'm showing you the thing because this is what sets us apart from the nation. This is why when you talk to a Jew, they do things that look kind of strange to you, peculiar to you. But understand this, up until the 11th century, those things were, we were the predominant teachers and carriers of this, what they're doing today. We were, our people were, okay? That were basically um, during the time of Yeshua when, and during Paul's time when they began to teach those things. This is where these teachings came from. So everything up before the 12th century, I would say, before the 12th century, I try to keep with those things because those are us. But you will find something peculiar in that the children of Israel, the 10 tribes, don't have any, didn't have this. This came from, again, the Mishnah. And when our ancestors, when our ancestors, for the most part, left, we didn't have this. So it was the Jews who were able to maintain this based on the teachings that were handed to them from our forefathers and from, as we say, the Rambam. And so we use this, again, we use this so we understand what to do at different times and what we do. So with this, I'm gonna go down. As you see the different top, different chapters, how they're broken down, okay? And this is the Zitzitz and this is the Teflin, Teflin, the thing you put on your head and the mezuzah is what you put on your house. Right, and, and all these have the have the Shema in them. Shema is very important for us as Israelites. That's one of the first things you need to understand as an Israelite, the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Okay. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself, as Yeshua would say. That's it. That's very important for us. Hear, O Israel, listen. Okay, and so all of these, and this is what is inside of these right here, what you're going to find it on parchment. It's supposed to be in there. We're supposed to make them ourselves, the men, and this pertains to the men. We're supposed to make them. Women can do it. It's optional. But for the men, it's a command. So as an Israelite, you need to know that, right? Um, uh, and, so, and so the mezuzah goes on your house, on the outside doors, right? And I'm saying this because, again, the parish is telling you how the priesthood are being set up. So I'm showing you how, as, as priesthood, these are the things that you need, you should be familiar with as a part of the priesthood, because you are a part of the priesthood. You are a, we are, as Israelites, a royal priesthood. Yeah. Though we have rankings, you are a, royal, a part of the royal priesthood. And you're an heir. But if you don't know these things, you're no different than a servant. Okay, let me throw a bomb on you that, that you are, if you weren't there on a Tuesday a couple of weeks ago that you missed. And it says in the, in the parashah, uh, well, actually from Rambam, this is from Rambam. Okay, and this came from out of uh, the Babylonian people that came out of the Babylonian captivity and went into Israel and they helped set up the Mishnah Torah. Well, actually Rambam is the author of the Mishnah Torah. He says in the in the Mishnah Torah, he says in uh, and this is early on in, in the, the writings, he says that the Canaanites, listen at this, the Canaanites worship on Sunday. He says the Canaanites 
worship on Sunday. That's in our teachings. Okay. From our teachers. That's what our teachers teach us. That's what they taught us then. So the Sabbath is so important because we keep the Sabbath. But it was the Canaanites that kept Sunday. And the Pope said, come back to him. So for me, when he says, come back to me, he's saying, come back to the Canaanite worship. And so I'm coming and countering what he says. I'm saying, come back to the Torah. Come back to the day of our father and operate in the contract agreement. And I'm not, I can't back up on that. Because if I don't tell you, somebody else is going to tell you. My family is going to die not knowing. But somebody else's family is going to live because they're going to tell it. So I'm going to tell it. I'm going to put it out there. I'll tell you where to find it. And, and again, in Ron Bob's Mishnah Torah, if you have the, the PDF copy that I have, go to page 59 on the PDF, and you'll see it. It's written, and it gives you all kinds of things that we're not supposed to do. It tells us what we're not, how we are to react and what things we're supposed to do with the Gentile thing we're not supposed to. In other words, things we're not to do with the nations and the things that we are permitted to do. And the reason being because, as it says, if you put a clean clothes in mud, does the clean clothes become clean or does it get dirty? So what happens? Again, you hang out with the world, the world system, you're going to become like the world system. That's what it means. Okay. So again, so we have these things that are for us. One of them, uh, this is one of the important ones. And, and, and you know, you don't have to do this. You can do it if you want to. But if you really want to know, it gives you the laws of, of the Shema. I'm going to share that with you from the Shulkan, from the Rambaz Mishatoy in just a moment, but I want to finish this up first. So it tells you how to do the prayers. I'm going down to a specific part that I wanted to, to get to. Uh, it talks about Torah study. Here it is, moral and ethical rules which a person should adopt. Tells us in here, I'm going to open that up. I wanted to get there. Uh, 29. Don't be afraid because you see the Hebrew, because that's English. People have very character traits. It talks about character traits of people, right? Now, remember, this is this uh, is based upon Rambam's teachings, all right? It's after this is after the 12th century, but it's still based upon the teachings of our four. Of, it said, "This is on, from my fathers. This is teachings from my fathers that I have lost, but I'm now regaining. I'm coming back to them." so that I can fully understand what Yeshua is teaching, is getting to me in the Brit shop. okay? Some people are angry by nature. Do you know anybody like that? Uh, forever uh, bursting with rage. Then there are others who are tranquil, who never become angry. Blessed are the peacemakers, right? <laughs> okay? Uh, or who, who become angry only once in many years, you see? And you'll find a man who is extremely haughty, and another who is extremely humble. But what it, again, I'm showing you this because later on it tells you you are to adopt or to take on different traits. Find the traits that are more in alignment with the Torah and the teachings. And for the, for the, the, the Christian, all they have to do is go to chapter five in Matthew and it tells you what you need to be, what attributes you need. 
So in the Shulchan Aruch, it talks about different things, but if you go use this and they go back to the Brit HaDashah, you say, okay, this is how to do it. See, the Brit HaDashah explains to you how to do it. Yeshua came and explained you how to do what's in the Shulchan Aruch, okay? Or that was in the Mishnah, in the Mishnah Torah. So Yeshua is actually explaining these things in a more palatable way, in a way that you can actually use it. Whereas here, they don't, you know, they tell you the best way they can, but Yeshua gives you the more perfect way to do it, all right? But he doesn't tell you not to. He says to do these things, to be, let these things be, be. He says, be these things. In other words, let them be a part of you. I, what time? Is, oh, you know, I'm going over again. I'm going over again. <laughs> for, for my coattail, I'm going over again. I'm, I'm going to do something. I'm going to, I'm going to go over here for a moment because I said I was going to do this. You know I get to do this. You know that every week I do this, right? Well, you're you're a teacher, and so that's that's how teachers are. Yeah, I try to remain inside the the, the lines, but I always go out. I color outside the lines all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just just bear with me here. I'll be okay. All right. I I don't know if you, you can see this, but I said I was going to read this from. Uh, I'm going to go up just a little bit so you can see. If you don't have this, I think I sent it out, but sometimes I forget what I send out. I think I send it out because I send it to different classes. I, I, I talk with a lot of different people in different groups, and I'm part of different groups. I, I send out different information. Depending on your level, I send out information. Okay. Uh, so from the Sefer uh, Mada, here called Avado Sarah. Okay. So this is out of the Mishnah Torah, the Rambam's Mishnah Torah. And this is the section that you'll find it on. And it's, uh, you see chapter nine, right? Um, and so, which is on, as I say, on page 59 in the, uh, and right here, it talks about the festival. It talks about the Gentile. It talks about, it, it, it is forbidden to, to send a present to a Gentile, right? On one of his holy days. So at Christmas time, once you become an Israelite, once you come into the, the knowledge and keeping Torah, this buying gifts and stuff like this, at Christmas time, we're not supposed to do that. All right? Mm -hmm. We're not supposed to do that. Because that's not, again, you you be, you become a partaker in another man's sins. Right. Keep thyself pure. Right? Again, that came from where? Keep thyself pure. That came from the New Testament. Uh -huh. Okay. Now it says, down further says, uh, and this is Halakha 5. You see, I was broken down in different, okay? So Halakha 5, right? It says, the Canaanites are idol worshipers. Now, who is Canaanite? Who are the Canaanites? Does anyone know who the Canaanites are? Ham. Ham, not Ham, but what? Ham's is a relative of Ham, but it's not Ham. They are Hamites. Right, Hamite. But, but they came from Cain, and Cain is a what? Grandson of who? Noah, right? His grandson. Ham is his father. So the Cainites, the Perizzites, the Girgashites, all those that were in that took the land of Israel before the children of Israel were there, they were there inhabiting the land. They're known as Canaanites. Today they call them Palestinians, right? But in that day it was in Palestinians again. That's another whole. Canaanites, but the Canaanites, people that were in the land, that that Moses was told, 
And Moses told Joshua, and Joshua went in and actually began to run out of the land. He said, get rid of the Canaanites because they're going to be ensnared if you don't. Tell me something. If the most I told Mosi, Rabinu, to get rid of the Canaanites because they're going to be a snare in your side, why do you think you're keeping Sunday worship? It says here, a Canaanite are idol worshipers and Sunday is their festival. If I don't tell you, it's my fault. All right. The most I told Moses, don't let them stay in because if they do, there'll be a snare. What is the greatest snare that we have that I had as a Christian? My greatest snare, right, was that I thought that I thought that I was doing the will of the Father on the first day of the week. But in fact, I was operating outside the camp, thinking that I was doing good. So the work that I did going over to Baytown and dealing with the drug addicts and, and running around and doing all the teaching and not telling the people that they come back to Torah, all of that is in vain for me because I knew better. It was because that became a snare to me. And it, was, it wasn't hard for me to give it up because it was, it was just there. But it still was a snare because I wasn't telling people the truth of what the Torah said. And, and again, if you're going to worship on Sunday, then, you know, go have at it. If you, go have at it. But understand this. It is a snare. It, 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 and it's a process. It's a process. And we all go through the process. And, and I like uh, that we're all here as one because it's a process for me, too. And yeah. I haven't I haven't given up my Sundays yet, but I, I do the Torah. I keep the Sabbath day holy and and the Lord, he'll speak to your spirit when it's time to break everything. I haven't gotten there yet and I'm Easter keeping it real. I keep my Sabbath day, Friday, Saturday, and then I do my on Sunday. So I'm getting like four days of uh, biblical structure here. And so but go ahead. It, it's a process. Yeah. Now, what I want to say, yeah, I want to, what I want to say is, I say that, okay, it was a snare, but I was, I say that it was in vain, but actually, it was not. Listen to what I'm saying. For me, it was a snare, but actually, it was not, and it was not in vain. Mm -hmm. It was seen like it's in vain, but it's not. You know why? Because in the Brihadashah, it says, going into the fire and bringing them out. So I go back to the Sunday. That's why I tell the rabbis, I'm going to teach to the Christians because I'm going into the fire and as many as I can bring back to the Torah, I'm going to bring back. Mm -hmm. Not giving up Yeshua, but grabbing hold to his garment, the garment, the hem of Yeshua's garment and holding on to that garment and keeping the Torah. So I go into the fire, right? I go into the, the Sunday worship to reveal to the people that the contract agreement, the covenant is that Yeshua came to reveal to us is that we need to operate as a children of God under the contract agreement or the covenant, as you would say, keeping the Shabbat. And we thank you, Rabbi, for that seed because you're planting a seed of our identity and who we are. And, and yeah. Yahweh, he's going to water that. At some point, you, you get to that bridge and it, it is what it is. Right. I'm like a Marine. I'm just like a Marine. We don't leave a man on the, on the battlefield. If we see you back there, we're coming back to get you. Leave no man behind. 
Amen. Like leave no man behind. So I walked out of that camp and came to the camp of Israel. Mm -hmm. Right. So now I say, now I'm enjoying this. I'm at the banquet. And I'm eating at the king's table. Wait a minute. He said, go out there and get the other people and bring them to the camp and bring them to the, to the banquet. Amen. That's one of the teachings that we have. Right. That was a man, a great man that had been lost. And he was blind for a while. And, and we talked about that at the table about Esther. She was a queen. She was sitting in, in, in the palace. She was comfortable. Uh, she could have gotten her uncle and, and, and put him there with her. But she went back for everybody. Mm -hmm. She went back. Right. And she put yeah. her life on the line. You're right. And, and so that's, that's in essence, I'm giving you my heart, point out my heart to you of why I do what I'm doing. To, if, if I can get one person to understand the contract agreement, the covenant that Yeshua came to restore. He came to restore that covenant. If I can get just one person to come back to that, then I'm, I'm happy with that one because from that one, they can go and get two. Mm -hmm. And then that two can go and get four. Mm -hmm. That's another, and that's another teaching that we have. It's the a spiritual principle. The, heaven, the angels of the heaven rejoice with just one. Don't leave no, none of the sheets. Leave none behind. Leave none behind. We go. Each one of us get one. We have that saying, right? Each one teach one. Mm -hmm. And so I, I want you to, you know, wherever you are, you know, you are where you are. We all came from someplace, but we're and we're studying the thing. And this, and again. This book of Esther is so important. This time of Purim is so important. It is important because it lets us know that if you, when you take hold of the, 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 the Torah, you take hold to it, you become known as a Yehudim. And that makes you a priest. And you become the light of the world, the salt of the, and the salt. And, and, and you don't want to be too salty though, you know, you want to be just enough salt, too much salt to make the heart and the arteries, right? Too much salt, the wrong kind of salt, but you get the good salt. We become the good salt. We become the manure, the menorah. We become that light, the manure. We become the Shekinah, right? The presence of the most high. We become those things. We become because the light of Torah shines through us. And our good works is that we are doing what the father said to do. We are sharing the good news. We're sharing the good we news. We read the scripture last week about he makes us kings and priests, and Yahshua is the highest over the kings and the priests. And if you're witnessing to someone, witnessing to someone, you are now a priest, and you will get your inheritance. You setting yourself up for your inheritance. Yeah, yeah, and, and so yeah, for all of you out there, you know I was ordained under Bishop uh, Henderson in the Churches of God in Christ. Uh, and you know, we said uh, sun, you know, and in, in Baptist church, we had the sunshine there, but in there we had YBWW, we have rankings. And so think about this. When I came back to Torah, and when I talked to the, the rabbis and I and, and of our speaker, they said, man, I could just feel it when you're talking. You know what that is? You know what that is? Because I hung out with the saints. See, so if we could, if I could get Somebody on this call, on this on this Zoom meeting, somebody that is full of the Holy Ghost, uh -huh. that been baptized in the Holy Ghost, walking and speaking in tongues, as you say. If I can get one, just one, I only take one. Uh -huh. Come Torah, 
under the anointing of the Holy Ghost, baptizing the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, come back to Torah, guess how many they can turn? Amen. The Torah. Holding on to Yeshua and his teaching. And then keeping the feast. Look at, look at that. Think about churches of God in Christ, the, the, the full gospel churches, Baptist churches, you know, uh, Church of Christ. Think about it. You get the anointing flowing. Keeping the feast. In other words, when Shabbat come, we all there and we all presented ourselves before the Father and the heavens are open on this day. And then Pesach is coming. We, we are not all going to Israel. And in fact, this year, the Father said, no, I'm not going to let you go to Israel this year. You're going to have to stay here and get it right where you are. So where we are, we all stop what we're doing at Pesach, and we keep the Passover service, whether it be virtual or the way you can get together in person with people that are, that, are, that are full of the Holy Ghost, and we keep the Pesach, and the angels are, and the Father is there, and he said, look at my children, full of the Ruach HaKodesh, keeping the feast that I've told them to keep, and then the Shavuot come, and we remember the gift of the Holy Spirit that was given to us at Shavuot. That's what it was about. We got the law, and then we got the Ruach HaKodesh who placed that law in our heart at Shavuot. That's 50 days after Passover. We get there, and we do that as filled with the Holy Spirit. As all the church, all say that, the, the full gospel, the Baptist church, the church of God in Christ, you know, all of us coming at the same time. Jehovah's Witnesses. All keeping Shavuot. Think about how the heavens would shake. The sky would just shake. The sun would rotate itself and move from place to place because it would be rejoicing in the Holy Ghost. And then comes the Feast of Time. Then the, the, the you know, Day of Atonement comes around. And we keep, we're remembering the, that the Yeshua goes in for us at that time. And we remember, we, we come together as one people at that Day of Atonement. And then Tabernacle. After we cleanse, we cleanse ourselves, we repent of everything we've done, we remember those things. Doing the, then, then comes the tabernacle. Put your screen, put your screen on you, Rabbi, so we can see you. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. And then, I just stopped shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, there you and go. then, after we've done the day of, look, think about it, we do Passover this year, right? All of us. And then, and then Shavuot comes, and, and again, the Holy Ghost is poured out. Because he wants to do it. He wants to do it. He wants us to do it as a family. He wants us to do it as a priest. And then again, Day of Atonement comes around September, in that September time, right? And then, and then we're all doing this as a people all over the world. Church of God in Christ, the Baptist church, the Pentecostal church, the word church, you know. The holy, all of us together at the same time at the feast of tab at the feast of tabernacle. He says, if you don't keep the feast of tabernacle, you're not going to get rain. So we're all doing it all over the world. All of those that have believed in the Torah, all those that believed in Yeshua, all of us together. And guess what happens? We look up, and there's Elijah reconciling and setting the stage, and then all of a sudden. Look up again, and there's Yeshua. Thank you. Because Hallelujah. we're all operating to accomplish this thing. Hallelujah. Yes, Hallelujah.
That's what, that's what it's all about. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. We're countering what the Pope did. We're counter, we're a counter to him. You see, they, some call me an anti-missionary. Yes, I am. If you're talking about the, that, that man over there, yes, I am an anti-missionary. Why am I an anti-missionary? Because I'm calling you back to Yeshua. I'm calling you back to Yeshua's Torah. Amen. Hold on to the hold on to his garment. Be healed. Grab his ZZ and be healed through Yeshua. Come back to Torah. That's where your healing is. That's where your deliverance is. That's where it is. That's where it is. All of you. I'm calling, I'm appealing to all of you that have been baptized in the Holy Ghost. All of you. Pesach is coming. Pesach is coming. Let's to this year. Let's shake the heavens. Let's shake it. Let's shake it. Because the whole creation is waiting for the manifestation of you. Yes. The whole creation. The whole creation. You see? So, so let's love him. Love on the door. Love on the Father. Shema Yisrael, Yahweh Elohim, Yahweh Echad. Baruch Shem Kavu Malkutu Le'olam Vayet. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one God. You should love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength, and you should love your neighbor as yourself. So I'm showing you that I love you, my neighbor, as myself, by showing you this Torah of Yeshua. I'm Thank doing you. that. All right. All right. Amen. Thank All you, right. Rabbi. Thank you, Rabbi Abba Shalom, for that wonderful word. We put it before you, and, and it brings peace to my spirit that he said that when I missed that opportunity to witness that God had put somebody else there to do it. So if you missed the opportunity, yeah, you wasn't there, but the Lord our God, he knew what my friend or what whoever you, you know needed, that he put somebody else there. That, that got them across. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you for opportunity. We thank you for the word that's gone up. We thank you for Perrine this day. We thank you for the Esthers and the other saints that are here now because we know that everything is going into a circle. And we know that there's Esthers here and there's Moses here. And we know Elijah's coming and, and he's putting his people in the position right now. We thank you, Lord, our God. We thank you, Yahshua and Yahweh. We look forward to you riding that cloud. We look forward to you, you coming back for us. We look forward to serving you. We thank you that we're your priests and we're in position right now. We, we, we thank you because we know that you don't need us, but you've ordained us to do it. We don't take that lightly. We thank you, Lord, our God. You've opened up the sky, the Passover. We're still here, which means we've experienced the Passover already. If you're here right now and you're listening, you've experienced it and you thank the Lord our God that it hasn't touched your children and it hasn't touched your family and it hasn't come near your household. Right now, we put the blood of, of Yahshua on every doorstep and post of everybody's home right now, Lord. We honor you. We lift your name on high. You're a merciful God. You're a forgiving God. We thank you, Yahweh, as you open our eyelids. We thank you for our ancestors that we're living off their prayers. We thank you that you don't bring us to shame, sin, trial, inequity. We thank you, Lord. We lift your name on high. 
That's all we have is us. We're praying for your people. We're praying for the nation. We thank you, Lord. There's broken hearts right now, but we don't know. I feel it right now with some people here on the screen. But you know, Lord, we dispatch the holy angels to their household, Lord. We give them clarity in their situation and we give it to you because it's too big for us. Ak Mike, as you end us in prayer, please. Avino Bihashamayim, our Father in heaven. We thank you, we love you, we honor you. We thank you for this day of Shabbat, a time to fellowship, a time to spend in your word, a time to spend with you, Lord. We thank you for your grace, for your mercy. We thank you for um, provision and protection. You are our healer, you are our redeemer. Yes. You are our everything, Lord. You are the one that shields us. You are our glory. You are the lifter of our head. Lord, you are the one that keeps us and sustains us, Lord. Yes, Lord. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you, Yahweh, for your son, Yeshua, for his blood, his atoning blood, Lord, that takes away the sin of the world, Lord. We love you. We honor you. We adore you. We pray for everybody on this call, everybody that will watch this Zoom, Lord, that you would give them hope, you would give them peace, you would give them your blessed assurance, Lord. Yes, Lord. You are the way, you are the truth, you are the light. Thank you. You are the one that we call Zevaot, the Lord of hosts. You are the one that we call Mishikanu, the Lord of our, of our salvation, Lord. Yes. We just thank you, Lord, for just everything, Lord, for just being God and God alone. Yeah. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance towards you and give you peace. Shalom. Shalom Alecha. Shalom. 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 We'll see you next Saturday. We love you. <laughs>